Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Today's program was brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Good morning, everybody. This is my morning, 3 p.m. Sunday, live from Roberta's The Morning After Heritage Radio Network. You can follow me at, at the Jason Colucci, live Twitter. Bennett Jaslik, social media expert. Bennett, we have a lot of tags today. We have uh, Ronnie Beaches, uh, one of our guests, his uh, tag on. We have Guga Muga. We have at Heritage uh, Foods USA. Jack, do you have a, a direct uh, Twitter? I'm at Jack Inslee. Oh, how selfish of you to yeah, use that name. Really? Uh, it's been a busy week. I'm a little exhausted. Uh, you sound under the weather, man. You know, I could I could pull that whole pollen jo- like thing, but it's not. I was out late last night. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was. I'm kind of. Hel- I'm helping. I'm consulting a rest a, a restaurant. And for anyone who uh, wants to know a code for consulting, it's basically ass. It's the asshole. Um, if anyone uses that word in restaurant, uh, because it's basically you're going in and just reminding people kind of how to properly run their <laughs> restaurant. Restaurant, uh, and they don't always listen. Arthur Schwartz, how are you? I'm very fine, thank um, you. Arthur Schwartz, you are our main guest today. Uh, I, I, I'm so happy that you are. Uh, you're the second time here. Your second appearance. I, I have a lot of fun here. You're, uh, you're kind of becoming our, our, our Bette Midler, if you will. What is that? On the mean? show, meaning that you're like, I'm like Carson, and you're coming on the show a lot. You, oh, you, you repeat twice guys. counts as a lot. Well, you know, when you've only done, uh, I think I just one, read this about. Sex. We're on episode twenty nine. It's we're not on, who does it with you, but it's who does it with you again. One, tell me right. And I think this is a lively bunch. So I want everybody to give a station ID. Uh, well, not necessarily station ID. We'll just identify yourselves. Uh, Ronnie Beach, say hello, please. Uh, hello, I'm uh, Ron Beach. And why are you here, Ron Beach? Well, you're just so damn sexy, I couldn't help myself. So, <laughs> I, have, I have a face for radio, yes. Yeah. And uh, Nick Africano, how are you? Very well, thanks. And you're promoting an album today? Yes, sir. Thank you for your time here on The Morning After. Thanks for having me. Very well dressed. Uh, Arthur, we, we have a dilemma. Like most New Yorkers, you yeah. came in today, and, our, and most of our time was taken up with where are we eating after the show? Uh, we still have... Oh, yeah, we did decide. We where did. are we going? We go, it's called, is it called 18 now? Yeah, it's a, it, I say now because <laughs> here we go. It, it, it's always I love it. It's always a, no. It's a, eighteen <laughs> on eighth. It's on, but it's number eighteen. I guess it's number eighteen. It's on Eighth Avenue in Brooklyn. Brooklyn in, in the Sunset Park neighborhood, and it's a Chinese seafood restaurant. But they used to call themselves something else, and before that, something else. I think they have is it because- either health department problems <laughs> or, or tax problems. Or tax problems. It's, it's and either one. Well, well, I yeah. would say in the eighties it was probably tax, nineties probably labor, uh, and now it's probably health department. Yeah, it's not labor for sure. Okay. Um, and you so they it, but it's the same restaurant no matter what the name yeah same people same it's a, the same everything so the only thing they changed this time around was they put some slip covers over the chairs and those are filthy and wrinkled now so I, the health department should probably come back and you have a list uh, I'm gonna have you help me with my intro here because well have, I'm let me just say I I've been around that, for so long no yeah I have I, longer than oh, you okay I mean I've been, I've been well, report, I listen, I I've been reporting you listen to me in the baby seat in the back of the car I was listening to you when I was delivering for Andrew and Allen's bakery 
on Saturdays, I would listen to your show, and it'd always be some some yenta would call up and be like, "I have, I got a prime a prime roast. I don't know how long right. to keep it in the uh, the oven for. <laughs> Should it be forty five minutes or an hour and a half?" I'm like, "Don't you listen to the show? Twenty like twenty callers ago was the same question." Exactly. And the other thing was on Fridays, they all wanted to know where to eat in the theater district, as if they had never listened to the show before. But for twelve years, I repeated the same information. Now I think there actually are a few decent places to eat in the theater district, but back then not many. And there's a there's a an event going on right across from where you live. That sprawling apartment that you have on the park. Yeah. Uh, there's an event, Jack. Uh, Guga Muga. You mean, you mean you don't mean the you mean the trucks, the food trucks? No, no. This is even bigger. The oh, great oh, you told me about Guga, Guga Muga. The, the great park. the great Guga Muga, uh, which is sort of the the guys from Bonnaroo. Uh, Jack, is there a company name that that produ- that does that? Superfly. Superfly. Our our guys over and at it's Superfly. a food festival in Prospect Park. Our oh, food, yeah. music, it's it's uh-huh. it's our Woodstock, if you will. It when is. when is this? It is May nineteenth and twentieth, I believe. Exactly. That, uh, I'll be in town. Yeah, and we're in negotiations. I don't want to say anything, but yeah. May twentieth, we'll be doing. We're probably doing the radio show. Oh, you should come. I'll stop come, by come and say hello, Jason. You know, Hall and Oates are going to be there too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, can now you, I don't know who the bigger draw is. Bob, can, Bob, can you sing? Can you, can you sing uh, a song for us? She's a rich girl, but you know too far because you know it don't matter anyway. You sing much you, better than oh, okay. I do. Uh, <laughs> well, you have a list of no, restaurants. No, 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 so you're kind deal. of you're, no, Arthur, I, you're out of the loop. You're I, out of the loop. I'm now. out of the, I'm, admittingly out of the I loop. I am no, I'm not admittedly, proudly okay. out of the loop. Okay, great. Yeah, I've been trying to go, you know, uh, uh, cold turkey on restaurants for the last two years. Yeah, at, because after 35 years of being a restaurant critic, the last thing I want to do is eat out. Um, Especially these days, where most restaurants are for uh, a different generation than me, I'll put it that way. Uh, so I, I basically I eat at home unless it's food that I don't cook well, which is Asian food. So I go out for that, and I, I go out for pizza. Although I do make great pizza, it's too much trouble. I can date you right now. I <laughs> tell tell everyone who found you your first apartment in New York. That'll date you, James right there. Beard. Yeah, James Beard found you first apartment, and you wrote your first book. It was there, actually right? my second apartment, but the first one was just a. Uh, I got divorced, and I was a. Uh, a temporary situation, and I said to James, I can't find anything. We called him James. Uh, it, uh, he preferred that to Jim, which is every, what everybody thinks he liked to be called. In any case... Exclusive. He, he, he found me this apartment with a decent kitchen. That was the whole point. Is that it was very difficult to find a decent kitchen in Greenwich Village in those days. It probably still is. But now I have a nice kitchen. And I live in Brooklyn, where I belong. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, a trip you had. Please don't right. do it. But I went on, the thing is, I went on, I thought, well, you know, I'm going on this hip radio show. Maybe I should know something Thank hip. You. Yeah. Uh, so I go online to find out, like, where everybody's going to eat. Yeah, but you printed out basically and, I the printed PR. it out because I realized that I not only don't I know any of these restaurants for the last three months, listed, four months, listed on Eater, that they say are the hot places to go, but I never even heard of the chefs yeah. that they refer to by only last name or only first name. But Arthur, you got to take that with a grain of salt. you got to take that with a grain of salt. Because sure when you yeah, were when you town. when you were sort of creating the canon of, of, of yeah. food thought, it was coming from critics and stuff. Now it's a lot of the PR, who has the biggest PR machine. So a right, lot of those places this, on there are great, but they have, you know, they're on that list because they're, you know, they're, they're paying a lot of up from PR. I think well, it's like five grand I don't know. Here's here's a little place in on Wythe Street in Brooklyn, right near here where we're, we're sitting. And I, I thought the description of this read like a parody you might see on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, for three nights a week, Cortone Vets, 
Well, Cortone is the last incarnation that, of Montrachet. And that's... As we used the to era, work. Yeah, well, I didn't work particularly at Montrachet. I worked at Cortone. At Cortone, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, so you know yeah. these guys. Yeah. For three nights a week, mind you, only three, Cortone vets Richard Quo and Frederick Bercelius are serving $45 tastings of inventive but accessible oh. Nordic-inspired cuisine Nor- Nor- the Nordic inside so hot. a gallery. So hot right now. Isn't this a parody of a restaurant? <laughs> it, it seems like something you see Fred Armisen or something kind yeah, yeah. of doing. What do they do or, the or other Portland, two nights yeah. that they're not providing uh, inventive but accessible Nordic-inspired cuisine? <laughs> Are they doing Chinese? I don't know. One of them is Chinese, I think. On that note, you know, let's, let's take a break. I want to come back and I want to talk to you about what happened? You you just did a trip. You're, you're kind of. I went on a two month odyssey. You did. Yeah. You you've taken some time off. You're you're out. You're just kind of finding. You're refining yourself. Actually, I have you're nothing better to do. We'll come back. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, morning after. Cinco de Mayo celebration this year with Whole Foods Market. We're stocking up on ripe avocados, bright red tomatoes, and juicy limes for you do-it-yourselfers. Not up for mashing, chopping, and mixing? Many of our guacamoles and salsas are made in-house daily. For Cinco de Mayo recipes, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Este Cinco de Mayo. Este sábado Cinco de Mayo. We're back on, Arthur Schwartz. We're back on. The, the the consummate pro always you know last time Arthur was on his phone went off and I shut of it thing. off today okay um, you're here I'm not good with the phone you've traveled the world yeah and but you're you back know, to tell us a story I'm thrilled to be back let me just say that and the uh, as, uh, I was in uh, let's see San Francisco good food town I guess uh, wasn't there that long. Uh, we went. We were in Oakland slash Berkeley for an afternoon. Could not find a place to even get into. Uh, anyway, uh, then we went to Honolulu, which is where my partner Bob Harned grew up, and that was a lot of fun because we saw like his childhood and family friends. And did we eat well? Oh, you know, it was very funny. We ate at a place called L and B Barbecue, which is a chain all over I've, Oahu. I've, yeah, I've L&L, seen L and L. Sorry, L and L. I've seen this place before. Yeah. So now I, Oba- uh, I think Obama was a fr- French fry guy there back when he was a teenager. Well, Maybe, but they have like the best teriyaki you've ever had in your life. But real joint kind of place. I loved it. So uh, I come. Uh, we're at, we go to a party at the Royal Hawaiian Hotel and. And we, uh, we have a friend there and she's, who spends a lot of time in New York because she's an actress. And she said, oh, you know, there's an L&L in Lower Manhattan now. Uh, it's just the same. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So I, after doing that, Australia. That same great teriyaki flavor. Bali. I'll tell you, Bali, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, finally Hong Kong. There was almost nothing we couldn't get in Brooklyn. 
really, and, and as good sometimes too. The only place I think I ate extraordinarily well that I couldn't get in Brooklyn was in Hong Kong. The food in Hong Kong was amazing. Expensive. No, it wasn't. Well, we didn't go to expensive places. There are many expensive places, I'm sure, but we went to this dim sum restaurant right by the port called Jade Garden. Is that what it was called, Barb? Bob? In English, Jade Garden. And. Tell me it was on a cruise. Wait, yeah, we, I've well, seen that name before. It's like exactly. Every, it's, it's a very like common. Every, it's like every Chinese food small town. So in that we we, we love this place. So we thought it was going to be too touristic because of the location, et cetera. It was in English. But in fact, it was fabulous. And there were we were the only Caucasians in the place. And um, and very good service, too. It wasn't expensive at all. It was like maybe 50 bucks for two people for dim sum. Much cheaper, by the way, than the number one dim sum place in San Francisco. Which is? Which is... I don't remember Bob, the name. Bob, you were the one uh, that remembers the mem- everything. Bob is the memory. Bob is the memory side. What? The Chinese dim sum place in San Francisco. It, it, it'll come to us. But you also said we're you, old. We have senior moments. But you said you guys also said you, you've been doing some writing. Yes. Okay. I, I'm back at, at sending out my newsletter, uh, which is an old-fashioned idea. Yeah. It started before the word blog was invented, so that's why it's not a blog. It was popular a lot and of And also, I don't it. believe in the short form. You know, for so many years I wrote for daily newspapers, I had to do it short. Now that it's my own, I can write long. So if you, have, if you like reading, you can sign up for my newsletter by just going to my, food, my website, thefoodmaven.com www.thefoodmaven.com and just put your email address in the subscription box. I'm just I'm, I'm doing a lot of nostalgia lately because I'm feeling old. But, but I also um, provide a lot of recipes and I don't eat out that much but once in a while a restaurant well, recommendation. We had, I was... Uh you know, ha- happy enough to come over your your home. We had I some, uh, for you. butternut squash gnocchi, uh, gnocchi, and then I got the grand tour. And you are a collector of, like myself, of, of le- restaurant memorabilia. Or, what's your be- or what's your as best they say in French, chazarai. That's a Yiddish word. Sorry. <laughs> what is your? You have the plates. Do you have any any Titanic memorabilia? No, I don't. Okay. No. We, no, but you have some cool stuff. You, I, I collect copper. I cook, so I like copper cookware, and I've been doing it all my life. So I have a lot of copper. My retirement copper. Oh, yes. Bob is reminding me. I I have a lot of restaurant memorabilia, including ashtrays, matches. Uh, I have dinner plates from the old Delmonico's. But my main prize is I have the mosaic plaque that hung next to the front door of Lundy's in Sheepshead Bay, the great seafood restaurant, long gone. The building is still there because it's a historic landmark, a mission-style California building in Brooklyn. Okay, so I'm I, I'm a, I'm an old lady calling up. Uh, Arthur, I, I need yeah. a great uh, 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 red sauce Italian place. Uh, one in Manhattan, one in Brooklyn. What, what, uh, yeah, I know yeah, you haven't yeah. eaten it, but there's still there's still that, that's a qu- a common question. A lot of people want to go back it's, and have that yeah. stuff, and there's so much fluff out there. What, where yeah. where where is? Well, you know, I, I I'm tempted to recommend one of like the old places in Bensonhurst, but on the other hand, I have to say Frankie Spuntino. On Court Street, there you go. Makes sensational food at the Great Gugamuga. At what four fifty seven Court Street? Are they going to be at the Great hey, Gugamuga? Bennett, can you can you tweet at uh, Frank Castrofanovo uh, and then uh, I'm fo- we're following them. That uh, yeah, uh, Fra- Frankie's is great. And I just went to a birthday party in in one of those back rooms. By the way, yeah. those back rooms are, are pretty cool. T- 
totally cool. They used to be stables. That was a, an old blacksmith shop where Frankie's is now. Did you did, did you did you have your horses there when you were? No, I didn't. Oh. No, they were in Bergen Beach. Remember, I'm a Brooklyn boy. Don't oh. laugh about that. You had horses on Staten Island too. No, but my apartment was a stable too, and and the rings are still my oh, apartment. Really? Yeah, the rings are still there. And, and people are like, what's going on? No, it was. I must say, the food was fabulous. In Bensonhurst, there's a place called Sorrentino that's very good. Okay. Yeah. And that's just your classic chicken parm, veal. Well, I prefer veal parm, but yeah, okay. When did that when did that whole uh, that, that crap happen where like they just they framed the menu, chicken, veal, this and then it said franchise, uh, you know, parmesan. What was that in the beginning or it went that way? Well, chicken came later. Chick chicken, all the parms other than veal parmigiana came I think in the 1960s or even the 70s. I mean they really chicken cutlets were not a common food until the 1970s, believe it or not. I remember writing when I started as a newspaper food editor in the late 60s. Um, I remember <laughs> I remember writing stories about how to bone out a chicken breast so you could have a chicken cutlet because it wasn't that common to be able to buy a chicken cutlet in the supermarket, believe it or not. And where were you writing at the time? What, what this is uh, Newsday. Oh, really? On Long Island. And that was your... And then that you... was like, right, almost right out of college. I went to Newsday. Uh, one year, I uh, actually taught here in Bushwick. I taught elementary school. I was the only male kindergarten teacher in New York City that year. I played piano, so they gave me kindergarten. Tell us uh, one great story. Yeah. Ex- give us an exclusive here at the morning after. About. We're going to take a break. Something, something a little scandalous, maybe. <laughs> no, Scandal- something. Tell, tell, tell us a funny industry scandalous? story that everyone knows. About know. Joe Bastianich? I think no, I no, jumped no. on him the last time. <laughs> yeah, you jumped on yeah. Joe. You got Joe Bastianich the last time. Let's Somebody get, says scandalous story. I think let's, get, uh, let's get another, let's get another uh, legacy uh, kid. Uh, hmm. Aron Sanchez, you said something. Uh, who? Oh, Aron Sanchez. Oh, you know, I know Aron since he's a little boy because I'm very good friends with his mother, Sarela Martinez. Oh yeah, well, funny thing with uh, here's a cute story about Aron. Aron grew up in you know Aron basically grew up in New York, and not you know in a Hispanic milieu at all. I mean, his mother was friends with Mary McFadden. I mean, (laughs) she had all these fashionable New York friends. So uh, when Aron just started cooking professionally, uh, and he had to learn a little kitchen Spanish because everybody in the kitchen speak you know they're Mexican, they speak Spanish. Yeah, Um, he came one day. I was cooking with him and his mother at her house. And he started speaking Spanish to her. And she turned around, put her hands on her hips, and says, you know, I'm your mother. I understand. I know you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> he was making it up. <laughs> that is, that's an awesome, that's a, a, a great story. Um, let's take a break. Let's come back. Uh, we'll talk a, f- a couple more minutes, and I'm going to talk to a fellow Rockport College alum, Ronnie Beach. Or Ron Beach.
beer talk here. We're talking. We're talking beer here at the morning after. Uh, Ronnie, you brought up uh, a, a beer I like as well, and I'm not a big beer guy. Pork Slap. Yeah, Pork Slap. It's uh, the Butternut Brewing Company upstate, and they have like four brands. They do the the pork the, slap. Yeah. Well, it's I always say Pork Slap because that's my favorite. It's the IPA they make, but it's uh, the company is Butternut, and they have uh, I think four or five uh, actual. Uh, you it's know, different different four, micro. Yeah, I, like, I like a hoppy. They do a cream. IPA, they do an IPA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I met them years ago too. They actually, um, when they first opened, they sponsored uh, a uh, an exhibition I was doing about like uh, seven years ago. So, Ronnie, you, you have an interesting story because we uh, Arthur. I'm sorry. Are we on the radio? We are. Yeah, yes. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh. The consummate professional. The it's the a constant conversation. The consummate professional. The. We, you have an interesting story. We we kind of, we went to the same school, um, and you were I mean, a year. What school was it? Two, two years. Uh, two years mine. Uh, a a small liberal arts school called the Main Media College. Now they call it. It was called Rockport College at the time. Well, it's kind of. I yeah. mean, in, in my opinion, I think it's really how all colleges should be structured. Uh, more uh, mentoring rather than just kind of telling you the bottom line of how you have to be to get a job. Yeah, so. the, the core class, like they, they, it was basically as close as they can get to some kind of, uh, you know, an English class that had to deal with, uh, you know, digital arts or writing or uh, filmmaking. It, you know, you, oh, uh, chemistry? Okay, we're going to show you how to process film. Well, you have to explain to people. We went to, we went to school and our class was only about 50 people. And I'm talking like people. class meaning like every... The sophomore class, the junior the, class. Yeah. yeah. And then we knew so it was, like a, it was like an art commune. We all ate together. We worked together. And you had Friday night uh, lobster night yeah friday night lobster night, lobster <laughs> tickets well, it was in maine yep. but you're you incredibly talented artist and you do a lot of exhibitions you travel around uh you have a studio actually right across from here uh, but you wanted to come on and talk about a particular cause that you uh that you're you're behind uh can you talk about that a little bit well, you know, uh, I'm you actually. Started. You know, well, th- this was a. Uh, you know, we're talking about a project right now. Is actually kind of got put on a little bit of a, a standstill for just yeah. a moment. But I, you know, I'd love to actually talk about uh, a collective that I started uh, about a year ago called uh, FTA. It's the Feed the Animals Collective, and you know, basically, you know, what this company is is it's a, a group of creatives from all industries, uh, all kind of pooling together to create like a better in-house. Um, you know, uh, method of working for our clients. So, you know, whether that be uh, developing content for uh, for brands, uh, you know, creating interiors for restaurants. Um, so you you you'll grab like uh, so another friend of ours at the Surf Beaver, Matt Bourgeois, who's yeah. in town. Like you'll grab a bunch of other talented people in their respective fields, work together, and go to a client. And is well, that is that kind of what it is? Well, exactly. You know, it, after working in a uh, you know an artistic and a commercial, you know. Um, industries for the last about 10 years, you know, you start to realize there's a a major gap in these uh, boutique agencies. So if you kind of just focus on advertising, if you just focus on, you know, editing or or designing, you know, there's a a gap at some point in, you know, in the development of the project, you know, where you're kind of lose touch with, you know, the final product. So, you know, if you're a designer, which we have an in-house, you know, fabrication design team, and you design a product, but you have to outsource your fabrication to someone else. There's a communication gap at some point where you have to, you know, whether send an email or, um, you know, uh, send a drawing. And it's better to keep it all in one place because then the lines of communication never get broken. And you Fashion Week just passed, and you were doing, uh, I think you're talking about Adidas or Puma. Did you do like a big installation? Well, yeah, we, you know, 
also as a collective, we don't we we've we've you know adopted the uh, mentality that you know we we are not just FTA. We're a much larger community, so we actually have uh, alliances with a lot of different companies. So uh, Lamb Studios is a, a company I've been working with now for probably about the last five years. Uh, amazing design company. Uh, she designed a uh, amazing set for uh, Puma for Sidella Marley's new launch and uh, Hussein Bolt's new launch and. FTA came along and collaborated with her and, and built the entire set. And We've seen Bolt, that's the Jamaican sprinter? Yeah. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Sidella Marley is Bob Marley's daughter. Oh. Yeah. And, and the Bob Marley just came out at Magnolia Pictures. Recent guest on the uh, morning after at yeah. Yellow Dreams Associate. All ties in. And we're all part of one. We're all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jamaica's an amazing place. And you, you, you that's a sp- uh, special uh, area to your heart. This is a sort of uh, a place that you visit. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Talk, talk to me about Jamaica. Uh, well, you know, I, I've been working on a project there uh, with this uh, gentleman, uh, Gary Robinson, and also my new fiance. Who mazel, I got. Mazel tov. Thank mazel, you. Much mazel to you. Uh, we got engaged in, uh, in, in Jamaica. Oh, awesome. romantic! So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, how, we're there working too. So she had no clue. You're such a hip. You're such a hip, how eighties of you. I'm kidding. Well, I, I was actually so nervous and intoxicated after a long day of working <laughs> that you know I uh, wanted to drop to my knee, but instead I dropped this down in, into a chair. You know, that were parallel from each other, and and asked her to marry me, and she looked at me and and. and and didn't say anything for about ten minutes, so I got nervous. <laughs> she said it was. She said it was. You know the. You know she. She might have been smoking something earlier, and you know I don't know. <laughs> I have Her reaction seen- time was slowed down. <laughs> a little yeah, bit. yeah, 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 exactly. Out of all of uh, the artists, people I know that have come out of the school, um, I, I have to say uh, I have a lot of respect for you because you've you've managed to sort of have always had forward progress, and I and. And be organized uh, in, 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 a, in a way. In a way, I wouldn't say organized. Well, but, in a sense, in a sense that you're an artist, forward. that was a bad thing to say to him as an artist. In a Austin sense, Moron. in a sense, you you've you've you have a company. Yep. You, you know, you're a legit company. Yep. You have insurance. Yep. You do this. That's what I'm saying. You know, that means that that's what separates you know art, you know, some great artists from not so great artists and stuff. So you you're very focused. In, in, from the ones a, who can remain artists to the ones well, who have to give yeah. it up because they don't have any money. Well, that's that was that was part of the well. that was part of the issue was yeah. you know the you know uh, you know I, I I was able to survive for you know for you know probably about five years solely as an artist, but I was you know kind of living a very minimal lifestyle. You know, still surviving in New York, that's still a good lifestyle. But you know, started to realize there was a you know. A, a way to, to cross over and, and yeah. not not lose you know my soul right and it was to you know take it to a commercial end but really once you have a com- complete control of concept and development you can and do whatever just, you want you can do whatever you want and it's it's also supporting a lot of other artists yeah you know and, um, and that's probably the the best thing about the collective is the amount of people you know within a year we're already supporting about 15 people they you know we have three full timers and about 15 or even more, you know, freelancers that work with us. Uh-huh. And so, but, uh, Nick Africano, you're sort of um, in the same kind of boat with all of us here as, you know, having a passion um, and uh, creating and, and doing a, an album right now. Uh, how do you manage to stay focused with everything going on and, and um, you know, all the gigs and pushing the album and doing appearances and stuff like that? Well, it's difficult. And <clears throat> at some point, you have to ask for help. Yeah. Um, and so it's nice that these places exist where you can you can seek that help. Um, 
recently this is the first time I've hired a, a publicist. Yeah. Um, but it can be hard to manage when what you want to do is spend your time creating something and then being pushed into the the business and the promotion and the marketing aspect. Um, and I think a lot of artists these days either are forced to take it all on themselves or want to um, for good reasons and for reasons that I think become overwhelming and overbearing. Um, I'm trying to balance that currently with the release of this record and I'm doing, I've done most of it myself and I finally have hired a publicist. I'm seeking other outlets as well, but yeah, it can, it can be hard to balance. But and, uh, the album's ready to go. And what's the name? It is, it is finished. It's called the, the butterfly bull. Butterfly bull. Yes. What, what's uh, is there any kind of, I, I love getting into the head of like, like where does that come from? Or is it just some random saying that you have? No, it's, um, it, 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 uh, it was a, a drawing by a, a Spanish painter, um, Francisco de Goya. And I have a long, yeah. long love for things Spanish. I lived there. I worked at Tertulia, um, Spanish restaurants. Um, and my friend brought me back this notebook with a drawing on the on the cover that was El Toro Mariposa, the butterfly bull. It's a bull being carried by butterflies. Um, and I, I thought it was... I'd never identified with an image so much, and I began to write one word at a time in that notebook, and that became the album that was a couple of years ago. Speaking of Goya, Ronnie, your, your work, your paintings have a Goya feel to them, the colors, your colors. You do those like sort of vibrant... Uh, you know, reds and stuff. I, I, I think the intensity of them yeah, the inten- too exactly. is related to it as well. So, um. and Nick, you're going to play a song in the next segment, and yes, uh, so before we'll, we'll we'll take a break eventually, and then we'll go, but we'll go right into that. What so we can talk a little bit about the song that you're going to play. What um wh- what song? Uh, this this song I'll play will be called um, Heart of Dreams, and it's sort of um, about being in the middle of something and not really recognizing it uh, or you know walking around with your hands over your eyes and all of a sudden you get a glimpse of the real thing but you know it's only for only for a second Arthur do you feel back in this place now you went out to Asia you, you pulled yourself back you're kind of in a sort of this creative uh, fire going again a little bit does this inspire you to all to hear a low young, flame does this inspire you at all to hear uh, <laughs> young artists talk about just the creative process yes yeah, so I, I, what, what was interesting to me is that the world has changed so much that now artists are required to market their own products. And, right. you know, as I, I guess, I'm sorry, Ronnie, oh, Ronnie Ron. said, Ron. Uh, Ron, he would prefer to be creating something at, rather than selling something. Exactly. Uh, but so what happened to all this, all the marketeers? They, it's the same in they're books, on, by they're the on way. T- they're on TBS. Well, they, they Man, found Britney Man, Spears. Man, Man. <laughs> a friend of mine who's a, who writes cookbooks, she said, you know, now I they just basically print the books, the publishers. They expect yeah, you well, to they do... they cherry pick. They, they do all the... You have to There's do no all passion. the marketing. Right. And in fact, you don't even get a gig unless you have a platform, as they call it, right. uh, to market yourself. It's really yep. upsetting to me. Because creative people should be allowed to just create. Did you ever go over to uh, the factory, Andy Warhol? You were kind of in New York. No, that I time. Did, yeah, I was around, but no, I was never invited. I did go to Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, what was that like? <laughs> 
It was um, not much different than, I guess, discos are now or clubs are now. I went to a Sweet 16 party the other day. It brought, me, brought back Studio 54 for me. Are you serious? Were they all I'm doing, doing uh... coke? <laughs> Were they doing coke? No, with no Michael drugs. Jack- no, without Michael the Jackson? Drugs. No. Without the drugs. But, you know, it was, oh, it was the kid, same old... One kid tried to, to yeah. sneak in some... Uh, yeah, there was a kid oh, who tried to sneak in alcohol. Can I find that uh, Michael call. Jackson uh, performer on uh, Craigslist? Is that possible? Because <laughs> I have, uh, you know, I'm going to have kids one day. So. No, I used to go to Max's Kansas City where a lot of those people hung out in those days. And there was music at Max's. And there was a very artistic crowd at Max's. But I never went to the factory. All right, let's go. Let's take our break. Um, we'll come back. We'll, we'll uh, Nick, you got it. We'll tune up uh, during the commercial break. Cool. Morning after. After heated discussions here, I love it. I feel like I feel like I'm at the factory right now. John Michel Basquiat, and Andy Warhol, and factory. Mick Jagger hanging out. And your, your place is kind of like the factory, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I, I say we just take one of these places over and start a factory again. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think you were allowed to say that. Oh, was I allowed radio. to say that? You're sweet, man. Bro, we just got fined by the FCC. Sorry, sorry. I live in East Village. I'm so gentrified now. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, you know, I, I used that. I used that word on the street the other day, and somebody reprimanded me to, to clean a father walking with his kid. So apparently, you're not even allowed to say that on the open street anymore. So are, the, are you ready? Are we ready for? We're all ready here for uh, Mr. Africano. Absolutely. Okay. Looking forward. Nick, go ahead. Me like the wind, a tender bird. 
closest things to us that we can't see. I've been where the earth is red, the deserts cross, the mountains bled. I've been where the ground's been gray. Look at the sky, if I could show you the sky Sit beneath it, a queen and prince There'll be nothing more we'd need Nothing more to believe Sit there, as happy you have a glimpse Deserts cross, the mountains bled. I've been where the ground's painted, but I ain't been anywhere I could stay. Mama, I can't find the time to open all the mysteries around. Things to us that we can't see. I've been where the earth is red, the deserts cross, the mountains bled. I've been where the ground's been gray. But I ain't been anywhere I could stay. Jess, you want to come in the studio for two minutes? Thanks, Mr. Avocado. Thank you very much. Thank you, Avocado. If we... um, Is it on... Is it hit iTunes? At what point can we... Um, Yeah, so this album with this song on it will be ready on Tuesday, May 1st. And uh, it's going to be on Bandcamp at first. So um, nickafricano.bandcamp.com and then eventually on iTunes. Awesome. And uh, you have any dates coming up? Yeah, um, the release show for this album is May 4th, Friday, uh, next Friday at the Living Room. Living room. And it's free. And anyone can come and just hang out and listen yeah, it's to some free. music? Uh, my fiance is also performing after me. Um, the whole night begins at 8. I'll play at 10 o'clock. Uh, but yeah, it should be a really great night. Awesome, and that was another great performance. Jess, Thank you. With Jesse Kiefer, grab a mic real quick. Um, how are you, by the way? How are you feeling? Feel a little better? I, I feel like I gave my sickness to you. It's I'm the, sorry, and then the Aaron's Aaron's homesick too. It's the pollen. It's the pollen. <laughs> sure. It's a very uh-huh. bad pollen day. <laughs> it's a, it's a really uh, bad pollen. How are we Liquid at, pollen. How are we looking in the next few weeks? <laughs> Fantastic. We got a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Next week we've got Harry Rosenblum from Brooklyn Kitchen. Oh. Well. Um, so that should be great. I watched him saber a bottle of champagne. Oh, really? Uh, was it a Girola, yeah, was on it video. A, yeah. Was it a Girola bomb? What, what do you he like had, Balthazar? So first he had just like a serious knife, and then the next one was act, he actually got a sword. Like a, a like a long, <laughs> long sword, which I mean that's that's legit. 
And what else we got going on in the next few well, weeks? Hopefully, Gugamuga. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. James Beard's happening. Oh, James Beard You're going to be Ryan Seacrest. Oh, that's right. You know, I I'll think be Julianne Rancic. birthday? Maybe. It's uh, the James. When is is it I, on his birthday? Is that yes, the deal? It, it start, yes, it's on his birthday. It's, a, it's usually on a Monday. I believe. Well, it's May 5th is his birthday. Okay. So it's always around his birthday. And you've been to his birthday parties? I was, yeah. Jeez, man, that's awesome. So jealous of you. <laughs> Uh, awesome. When he was alive, I was at his birthday parties. Well, I want to thank all of our guests today. Ron, is it Ronnie or Ron? Can I? Call, I, I know you as Ronnie, but I, I want to I hear. You know, Ronnie. you can call me whatever you want. Okay. Um, you know, it, it actually it, it's a progression. Sharon. It's Ronald, Ronnie. I hate when people call Ron. me Jay, so that annoys me. So I, I, I have so three I names, no matter what. So okay, yeah. the old joke was call me whatever you want, but not late for dinner. No. <laughs> Um, I just actually can I can I put a quick little foodie yeah, whatever thing? Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. Um, just uh, wanted to plug something because you know we're all in yeah. the, the spirit of food. Yeah. Uh, FTA has been working with uh, Attention USA. Feed, feed with, the animals. Feed the animals, uh, which is uh, you know a, a social media company that my uh, fiance works for, and we've been working on a series uh, right now with uh, Michelin guides. Uh, you know, plugging some great chefs, and we have uh, the first series out right now with. Um, uh, John George and uh, Wiley Dufresne from WD50. So it's oh, cool. Uh, yeah, get check guys, it out. It's online. Have those guys come on online uh, on the. Yeah, you should bring Wiley and Ry- Wiley. Feed the yeah. animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed the animals. Arthur Schwartz, Ron, Ronald, Ronnie Beach, Nick Africano. I want to thank everyone for coming out. This is another episode of the morning after. We'll be back next week Sunday, three o'clock, live, Heritage Radio. listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.